Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and I don't have much to say other than happy birthday, Tracy Deeds. Hi, I'm Tracy Deeds, and thank you. <laughs> she turned whatever age I on Saturday. officially turned Last 43, Saturday. contrary to uh, Jordan Lieberman's public post that I was 47, because he's an <laughs> asshole. Because he's an asshole. Um, we had an awesome weekend with my family and friends. It was super amazing, and uh, big shout out to Mozzie in D.C., just across the way. So Kelly and I sometimes go yeah, to this restaurant. it's on restaurant. K. It's K on K. and like 15th, right next to the Joe and the Juice. M-A-Z-I-D-C.com. Food is delicious. It's affordably priced. It is awesome. And they just and gave us so a bunch of shots. so entertaining. The bartender very there is fantastic. So. And they did just give Tracy a tiramisu tiramisu shot <sighs> so good birthday. well we all had one yeah there were four of us apparently <laughs> including the owner and the i and wanted them to squirt the whipped cream into our mouth but that didn't <laughs> really come to fruition it yeah. was i mean it's <laughs> noon or one on a tuesday right right now Seems. it's two twenty. so let's not exaggerate <laughs> the situation also, last week you were talking about how when you guys did yard work in the backyard, it's like tick season, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was all like, I don't know, ticks. Lyle, only Lyle got three ticks on him this weekend at the beach. We were at Bethany, my in-laws place, and they have like this sort of side yard and we were doing all sorts of fun stuff out there, playing baseball and blah, 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 and on and so forth. And then we, he was taking a bath and I saw two little ticks on his back and then we saw one on his, behind his ear. And you got, those little motherfuckers are like, they Tiny. really, well, they also like really grab onto the skin and my little Lyle can scream bloody murder. Like no buddies. He was freaking out. Bloody oh. murder. Like blood curdling screams. And I had to be like all face in face with them. You know what I mean? And apparently you can put like alcohol to kill them, but that didn't really work. You and just have to take tweezers and get in there yes, and pluck them. But they really hold on really tight. Yeah, you got to pull hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're buried in your skin because yeah. they're sucking all your blood right. out. Right. They're so, so fucking disgusting. I'll take it back. We have had a recent and significant relationship with Tex. Um, also happy Memorial Day, post Memorial Day weekend to everybody. I hope everybody had a good long weekend, had a little time to do whatever fills them up. For Thank me, you for I all the people that served. So much. Yeah. For died. all that served and gave their life for our freedom. We're grateful. Even regardless of our partisanship, we're all grateful. Well, everybody knows Democrats do, don't like freedom. So. Yeah. So last week, <laughs> oh, fuck just you. Kidding. I just said, yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean to. It wasn't something I wanted to You were making to do. fun of my age earlier. So fuck yes, you. That's no. why I come back to you. Democrats care about freedom for all people, even immigrants. Okay. So after the recording last week, uh, uh, some posts started popping up on my Facebook about um, a congressman from Mississippi who has a tendency to get hammered and punch his wife in her face, which was no good. So it is true. Tracy remarked that the coverage is all super dramatic. It's like pro-life Republican Mississippi lawmaker punches wife in the face for not undressing quickly enough when he wanted sex, which turns out to be at least accurate in the telling from the wife. And apparently there was another grown woman in the house. I am not going to read into what that, what that was for or what the role of that other woman was. But... He got hammered. They decided they want a little sexy time. Apparently, she took a hot second to unzip her pants, and he punched her in her face. I mean, did she decide she wanted some sexy time? Really? I mean, or they're was... married, and she was undressing herself. So I have to imagine that's consensual. I mean, there's, there's wasn't so many holding her things. down and, like, ripping her pants. I mean, according to what we there's, saw. This seems... Uh, I, I mean, this, this seems bizarre, and that this guy should... He's just, just a bad guy. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's just I, a bad guy. Yeah. I feel like there has to be more to the story. 
I mean, I don't want to say that the media is like using this to their well, advantage to like trash a guy that had sported the heartbeat bill. I don't. I don't want to say that. No, I, no, no. Just, the, the wife just the seems, wife the wife like backed up the story. Like yeah. there's a first person account that it happened, and the police are on record saying when they showed up to the house. He, he was drunk. He was inebriated. He had slurred speech. He walked slowly in a zigzag pattern. Like, she was shaking and upset. He, like, she locked herself in a room. He banged on the door to try to get her out. Like, the neighbors called the cops. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a good scene. Yeah. It's I not don't, a good scene. It's, it's, I don't, I mean, being drunk is never an excuse for punching your wife in the face. <laughs> like, it's just, there, are no excuses for punching your wife in the face, right? I mean, I don't really know what to say about this <laughs> other than this guy is a shitbag. Like, I got, I got, I got. Richard says, if your wife punches you first, it's fair game. <laughs> then it's just, then it's just a brawl. I don't know. That actually brings us to a much different conversation actually, about whether it. or not. Yeah, so, no, but, I, was, so I knew but, that was going to happen. But here's Shit. the thing. So, like, if we are equal. Right. And I we knew punch, you were going to do this. God. Fuck you, Richard. Fuck you. God if we if, if we punch a man in the face. Can they punch us back? Can they punch us back? Like, yes. what are the rules? If I'm we're not equal. Yes. I'm, if go- I'm yes. going yes. All right, fine. I'm, I'm, going I'm good yes. with that. Then fuck, yes. we're, we're fucking equal then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like, in my I don't head, like think that. of like exception clauses. I would like to go on record say I think that men should never hit women ever. I'm unsurprised by that. But what about <laughs> if, what about if she punches him in the face because he has scared her or she, f- it's like a self-defense kind of jam. Well, now you're getting into semantics. Right. Well, hate welcome, semantics. welcome to the conversation, sister. But so he, so if self defense, then that means he hit her first, or just like scared her, like hammered, bigger, wants something she doesn't want to give him, sexual or otherwise, and so she hits him in the face. Can he hit her back? I mean, that's I. I think no. I think no. Like if I've, hit, I think we I, should have I've, a standard where men should not be allowed to hit women, even if a woman is. Matter. What about if the woman's bigger? I'm bigger than a lot of men. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and no, you're not. You don't weigh very much. No, no, no. no, 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 no longer nope. bones. Don't care. Nope. Average man weighs m- far more than you do. Oh, I don't care I if you're five foot really ten. Believe I don't that. It, it's true. The average man versus the average woman or just versus Kelly? Drew versus you. The average man weighs more than you. Richard weighs more than you. I don't think so. It's close. Fuck <laughs> you, Richard. <laughs> you I'm are a rare Richard. exception. I'm with Richard. No. Yeah. The average. If contra- you got into a fight with Richard, Richard would kick your ass. So according to medical news today, <laughs> I don't know that I believe him. I go to I go to boot camp twice a week, and I'm pretty fucking strong. I feel like according we are going to gonna have an arm wrestling competition right now. Just to prove a point. We're not going to have it right now. That, that, that's stop talking. According ah, to the medical news today, whatever that is, in contrast, the average U.S. woman is both lighter and shorter, weighing 170 pounds, standing five foot four inches tall, and having a blah 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 waist. The average weight. So you're for 20 men some pounds less than a and normal significantly average. Significantly taller. Right. Within the U.S., the average weight for men oh, varies with age. Fuck you. What is like? Tell us the things we want to know. That's Average annoying. man weighs a solid 30 to 40 pounds more. Well, than I, that's what I'm looking for. Richard doesn't count. The average when uh, 
The average man aged 20 years or older, that is young. By the way, everyone's metabolism count. is way stronger Nobody, than 20. No, 20, isn't, 20 weighs, isn't a man. Weighs 197.6 pounds Ooh. and stands 5 foot 9 inches tall. See, there you go. <laughs> Shit, I think she's right. You're gonna I hate that so much. I hate that. <laughs> God damn it. Men should not hit women. I get it. Like, if a also, woman like, like, loses her fucking mind. And also, get, like, it's just, fuck you, fast food. That just is, that's brutal. <laughs> that's like a brutal... Brutal bit of information. I don't like that. That is like, fuck that. That We need to get out of this wormhole. So here's the thing. Men don't need to hit women True. to subdue women. So like if a woman is like losing her shit and like trying Just to beat the hell out of a de- yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. like unless you are supernatural, which I am. You, At least you, my kids think I am. You, that's fine. <laughs> you're, you're not. Or <laughs> celestial in some capacity. Ooh. A man could totally subdue you. God damn it. I think uh, as much as I would love to continue the conversation, I think she's right. Oh, <laughs> disappointing. I hate that. Happy birthday. That's your fucking present. You're right. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, we are back with the button. And for those of you that don't listen very often, the button is when we put sexism into the Google field and press the news button. Okay, we're back. So this is Kelly's favorite article. All I have to say is "fuck you, Craig." That's what I have to say about the button. Bring it, Trace. So I don't even know what this website is that we stumble upon, but (laughs) sometimes the button's a little random. A little random. Shit rises to the top. That's maybe never know. Super. The name of the article is "How My Fiance Used Economics." As a cover for sexism. And so there is a lovely woman that we don't know. Seemingly lovely. That's true. We don't know she's lovely. Oh, I don't think it's American. Because when I click the thing, it goes to the Cricket World Cup. So for what it's worth, I think it's in a different country. Okay. Yeah. But But these are are very smart. These are very smart people. She was at MIT. She met Craig. Yeah. All right. She met Craig. He was at Harvard. he was at Harvard. Yep. And And then they ended up getting engaged. And then she went off to Wharton. Because not clearly very smart of her. Kidding. It's like the best fucking yeah, business. Yeah, it's a good anyway. one. It's a good so one. she goes off to Wharton and whatever. And they do their thing. And then they, and then she decides. No, but the crazy thing is he tells her before she goes to Wharton when they meet, quote, I love that you're this type A ambitious woman. He was, at the time he was an undergrad, he, ha- he had an undergrad degree from Harvard. He was working at a hedge fund and going to Harvard Business School. So he himself was quite bright. And he cared about the author. We, we don't, Craig's fiance, we don't know her name because she doesn't say it in the article. In this, in this piece, she wrote, to borrow a line from Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, he was the first boy I knew who cared that I had a brain. Not only that, the first boy I knew who wanted me to use it. Right? So that's like a significant. She felt like this reality, she was, based, she was sort of building her life on one reality. So she goes off to Wharton and ends up dropping out of Wharton because she didn't want a career in finance. And her fiancé, Craig, told her he'd support her in whatever she wanted to be, whether it was an author, (laughs) cheesemonger, a stationary (laughs) shop owner, a portfolio (laughs) manager, whatever. So when she told him she was thinking about graduate school, perhaps doing a master's in fine arts in creative writing, he said, but who's going to cook dinner? Fuck you, Craig. (laughs) Craig's too busy. 
Craig goes to school full time. And like, can you imagine living, living your like sort of dating life, even if you're only dating for a year before you're engaged, like it's a decent amount of time to sort of build what you imagine the rest of your life right. looks like. So in the midst of all of it, he sort of flipped the script and was like, "Would you? why wouldn't you want to just be at home? Like, you could you be happy, you could at, be happy home. at home. Be happy at home. Like, you know, just do whatever. And you don't need to make a lot of money because I make a lot of money and I'll make yeah. money and you can stay home. And the whole point was, I mean, it was, he was sort of using economics to cover up. That maybe he just wanted to stay at home partner and to have the kids and take care of the kids. And but then he should have found someone that wanted the same thing that he wanted. Yeah, interestingly, the way this article starts, it reads a bit like a story more than an article, but she starts writing that says, the first thing my best friend from college ever gave me was a card with a glittery ring on the cover. Can't wait until we marry the loves of our lives, she'd said to me, and they were 18 years old. So there was this sort of like standard kind of um, goal, which was partnership. Which is okay. Totally okay. Okay. And Which then, we're going to talk about later. And then her her friend told her also that they when they were at MIT that year, she also told me that she was at MIT to find her person. Which could be a cover-up. Maybe she wanted her person and a, and a, a, a good education and a platform. I feel like you don't head off point. to MIT looking for a husband. But this is like so uh, referential really to old school. To old school time. Like, MIT. I mean, I... I wasn't a, I I wasn't in college in sort of the fifties, but as the way the information has come to me, like when women went to college, and you know Ruth Ruth, there's like a yeah. new drama. It's like a it's a based on reality, but it's a fiction movie about Ruth Bader. So yeah, there was the have you not seen it? I have on the oh, basis awesome. of sex. Yeah, but a lot of the other women in that movie described to Ruth Bader Ginsburg that they were there to meet their husband. Right, there was this whole thing. But when I went to college, or when you went to college. It was like a great byproduct to meet somebody. If we, I didn't, you didn't in college. I have friends that did. Meet I don't know. I feel partners, like there were, but it was not the intention. I was not husband hunting. I don't know. I feel like so. You I knew am, people that were husband hunting. Yeah, I feel like oh, so. Moly. I even just five years difference. But I also think it's geographic. Could be south versus south versus. North, and yeah. I was in Pennsylvania. Yep. Yeah, but that's bananas. And so I th- she left him. She just was like, "Fuck you, Craig." Which I think is what we should all say. So it said she spent the next few months interviewing and found a dream job in New York that she could not imagine turning down. And when she told Craig excitedly that she'd gotten the offer, he gave her an ultimatum. It's the job or me. So fuck him. So here is my advice to women everywhere. (laughs) Whatever your circumstances... Everybody, everybody doesn't have the same circumstances. Correct. And they said that they came from a bucket of privilege. Sure. There are some people that have it much easier in life. And there are people that have parents that pay for their college and there are people that don't. And there are people that don't even have the opportunity to go to college. Whatever it is that you want, don't let anybody hold you back from the things that you want to achieve. And if at any point a man is trying to hold you back move the fuck on yeah like that is the last thing that you need i agree with you good yeah i mean i have some things that i could say but i'm gonna just to jam a hole in whatever because you don't (laughs) like to agree with me all right i just like to think about the alternative situations always um okay so moving on to there to an article that tracy found in the washington examiner which is very conservative publication but it's essentially a bit the opposite of the of what we just talked about and this one's titled 
we have greatly underestimated feminism's harmful influence on millennials, which feels aggressive. I mean, admittedly. And I feel like my brain will explode if I'm the one that sets it up. So, Tracy, bring it on. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the, the major theme behind this is that we are pushing feminism, is pushing women to go get big degrees and pursue big careers. So... One of the things it says is too many millennials grow up subject to, not their words, failed parenting strategies. Millennials were routinely told, for instance, that they were special. They were told they could have anything they want in life just because they want it. Which Tracy does with her girls. So do I. I'm just pointing that out. Don't we agree with that? Yeah, but they have to work for it. For sure, sure, yeah. sure. Not given to them. I'm just right. saying like that there are, there are, no, there are no guardrails to their dreams. Like, do Correct. it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, but there's more, to, there's more to it than that. This message to which Cynic refers was specifically directed to girls by their feminist-minded mothers. <laughs> Those mothers are the worst. <laughs> Cynic talks about the self-esteem movement and the harm it's done to millennials, and I agree, but we can't separate the self-esteem movement from the feminist movement. They're two sides of the same coin. The self-esteem movement says there's no one quite like you. You're amazing. Go. Seize the world. And feminism says your mother's lives were constrained. Don't live the way they did. Reach for the stars instead, which I'm okay with. But as a result, according to this article, girls and young women, both then and now, felt entitled to lives that defy description. Fuck you. They I mean, should be out of this world exciting. But you said that. But you actually made a point a couple weeks ago that we should be tampering what we teach little girls about what they are capable of. I think that we should be telling them that if they want something different, it's not going to be an easy fight. But not that they shouldn't want it. Right. It's different than what you just said. So it, so the end, I'm trying to scroll down to the end of this article where it talked about how... Um, no, it says millennials were told that they were special, but learned that they aren't. They were told they don't need a man, but learned that they do. They were told that children will hold them back, but discovered that children are precisely what they want. In fact, family is all they really want. And I say go take a long walk off of a short pier. So I say that you can have both. <laughs> you do? I do. Yes. I know. Kelly hates it. <laughs> Fuck you, Kelly. I think that this thing, although in the notes of for this doc, you said there's so much right and so much wrong about this article at the same time. So right. I'd like for I you to describe okay. so that I think, feeling. So here's the thing. I think that you can teach little girls to go and be out and be astronauts and be president and be whatever it is they want to go be. And if they really just want to be a mom and raise kids and have a family... And be a wife. That's okay too. That's so the, not a negative. It's no, not no, a no, negative no, 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 no. This is pointing out something. We could go. We could default in that same fucking conversation that you and I have on repeat, and that would be boring. So let's talk about something different. Which is the middle of this article pulls out with one with this one simple but destructive message, which is a woman can do anything they want, be anything they want, blah blah blah. Today, more than half of young people don't have a romantic partner. Oh my God, God forbid let alone a spouse. Marriage has taken a serious nosedive and we are all worse off as a result. And I disagree with most everything about that statement. Why? Because there's no prescription. Oh, so, so there is a woman has a natural biological clock, right? It's easiest to get pregnant in your twenties, which is why everyone gets whoops pregnant and then has to deal with it. Then thirties, it's like not so hard, usually planned. And then forties, you got to work for it. You know what I mean? And medical science has made advancements in all sorts of categories, but but fertility advancements have been significant. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everyone's going to be Janet Jackson, but that bitch had a baby at 55 or whatever it was. Oh, shit. Not that everyone should. Yeah, or 57. Like, she she was old. Yeah. 
and again, not everyone should do that, but this idea that a woman, and according to this article, not according to Kelly, but according to this article, a woman alone is responsible to, for prioritizing whether or not they want to take the time and the investment and the, the time, most specifically, to build the foundation of what a successful career would be like and push back the years in which they find a, find a partner, get married, have babies, is somehow the worst fucking decision. And no, where I don't we think, live... I don't think it's in, saying that's the worst fucking decision. Well, I think that this they says are saying marriage that is taking a serious nosedive and we're all worse. But I think that they are saying that there are women that wanted to be married. And I'm saying they still can. Like, what? I wonder what this motherfucker, Susanna Venker, Suzanne Venker, I'll come for you, sister. I wonder what she's defining defining as the appropriate age to get married. Now, I, I'm, I could be sort of speaking out of turn because I was engaged at 25, married at 26, my first kid at 29, which around these parts is young. I am a, a quote unquote young parent around these parts. And I think that parents tend to skew a bit older in urban centers, mostly because career is prioritized or career is a relevant sort of piece of the formula. But the idea that somehow going to school, getting a degree, like prioritizing yourself and what could be professionally is somehow holding back the growth of young married women and their ability to stay home with their kids is bananas. I don't think I don't think it's saying that at all. I think they're saying that the pressure for women to go to college and get degree after degree. How are you supposed to know you want to stay at home if you don't have the chance to figure out if you want to if you want a job? I mean, how do you know if you want to stay home until you've actually had kids? Right. That's what right, I'm saying. Like the that, idea that you that. graduate college and you're like, all right, well, I'm a woman, so I think I just want to stay at home. So I'm just going to like find a man and not go to college and not get any debt. I also like the the expansion of one's intelligence and knowledge and stretching your brain so and this reading is good why books I think and listening is, to beautiful music but, uh, and painting here's the thing. and this doing is, engineering. This, but that is exactly why I think that this is a great article and like the worst article ever because it's it doesn't take into account Many of those things. Right. I mean, we are pushing women to go and be. You go, you be a CEO, and you take over the world. Are we pushing or we're just saying you get to do what men do? No, I think we're the feminist movement is pushing. God, because you've even said, you. if you are a stay-at-home mom, you have said on this show that you are not progressive. If you stay at home, you're not progressive. I have waffled back and forth I know you about have. my opinion making, about women that choose to stay home. Totally agree. But there are... There I don't are, know that I've ever said they're not progressive because I'm sure there's a lot of progressive, ideologically progressive stay-at-home moms. Like people that are actually... But I have struggled with why, what is the decision point in your life where staying at home was your choice? And I want to know, what does was it matter? I'm just cu- out of curiosity, just in my understanding. So that's the thing. Matter. So that's where I think that this article, when it talks about the feminist movements, uh, I think it talks a little bit about your belief, regardless of whether you say that now that you don't think that they're progressive. Or, or you do yeah. think they're progressive or whatever. You can be whatever. I think that they're saying that the progressive movement is saying that you can't do, like, you have to go. You have to succeed. You have to be a CEO. You have to take over the world. You have to be president. You need to run for office. You need to do yeah, all of that. Yeah, I think it's, it is, it's a case of semantics. Yes. It's the difference between have to and can. Yes. Right. And so, like, there is a piece, there is a, there is a blurb in this article No one told these women, meaning millennial women, that when previous generations got married, they had zero money saved, but they also had no debt. The idea for marriage is to grow together. And that's not what boomers taught millennials. Why would they? Boomers are the generation that brought us divorce. I mean, this woman is fucking snarky. They didn't want their children, parentheses, again, their daughters in particular, to get married. Why be, quote, just a wife and mother when you can rule the world? 
coming back to your language, you say we can rule the world on every single podcast. Um, but we I can. We choose not to. <laughs> God, <laughs> you are hard to sit across from sometimes. But I think that this is this bizarre perspective. First of all, growing together is important. It's important for your love. It's important for your parenting style. It's important for your happiness. I don't know that growing together the way this is described, which is the woman has no money and no debt and the man makes all the money. That's not a great, it it has potential to be not a great growth formula. Yeah. So the one thing this article doesn't talk about is to, to happily successful. In love. In love. Contributing partners. partners. Contributing to the greater good of society and their children yeah as a family this is a this is a very frustrating article i i but you know sometimes and, and it's nice said, when you find it's, them it's yeah. great and it's awful also I the just, the advertisement at the very top the the title is trump versus pelosi i mean was I, it oh on mine oh it yeah. probably uh, changes for each of us because they what, know I'm a Democrat. What really? What was really in the Mueller <laughs> report? That was oh, we have different hats because I'm a Democrat and she's a Republican. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it so much. It's because of what I do for a living. That targeting's insane. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that, that that's fun. bullshit. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't actually disagree with you. I just thought it was a little interesting in that considering some of the conversation we've had about yeah. what we expect of women and what women should be doing and. I still just want women to be able to make the choices they want to make. That's I all. Know. Regardless. I think I do uh, too. It's just like you and I see things through different sides of the prism. Feels like to me. It's like a kaleidoscope. Right. But if a woman is happy and her husband makes enough money and she wants to stay home and she wants to take care of the babies and she wants to drive them all over Hell's Half Acre to all the shit that they have to do. And the husband, and she loves her husband, and he's supportive, and he does stuff at home, but he also works a lot and makes all the money, and so that she can be with the kids. Like, is that... Right. In describing the most perfect, rosy situation... But I think there are a lot of situations out there that are like that. Yeah, but but this is assuming that that woman made that decision before she accrued any college debt. That she was 18 years old out of co- high school and realized that that was the future that she'd be most happy in. Maybe. Or maybe she maybe she had college debt and maybe she went on and maybe she became a principal. No, I'm just saying and according was like to the, the article of the we high read. school and was like killing it and then met somebody and had kids and was like, you know what, I'm good. What yeah. about that? Yeah. Because that happens. For sure. I'm not going to shit. I'm not going to shit on any. I'm not going to shit on any women's decisions as long as the decisions are made in full confidence bringing all the options on the table, including if she was making more as a principal and say her husband was like an office manager and his salary was less than hers and culture said, well, either of us can stay home and they made that decision, right? Like my issue is always with are all the data points on the table, but regardless what of matter? gender. No, no, no. But it's what just is, of interest because there's the, an expectation that it's the woman that stays home in that scenario. And we it's just, a, fair enough, but it's also the expectation that the man goes out and makes all the money. I agree that both of those expectations should be demolished, they should be crushed, they should be they should be burned, they should be whatever the thing is, the machine where things like you put important documents you don't want anymore, shredded, all of it. It should all just be off the fucking table. Okay, we're going to end I think on a thing that we both agree on. Nah, I don't know, less important, but after we take a quick break. All right. It's a funny thing to talk about this next article because it's always very warm in the studio in which we record because we're yelling at each other. There's a lot of hot air in here. It clearly doesn't make either one of us any smarter. Oh, I think you make me smarter. Oh, that's so sweet. Or at least you make me more perceptive. 
Oh, yeah. that's like the nicest thing you've ever said to it's me. Certainly the nicest thing I've said to you the last half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Trace. All right. So uh, article just came out the day after my birthday about how women are less productive than men in colder temperatures. So I guess if you're at your office, you probably bitch about the temperature because it's, it's so cold. cold in my I office. I wish it would like I like it 65 degrees in my house at all times. Oh, my I, God. I like it cold. But there has been a study that examined 543 participants, both men and women, and found out that they perform tasks with randomized temperature changes ranging from 61 degrees to 91 degrees. Oh, can you imagine and working at 90 degrees? That their performances, <laughs> which Kelly does not like me using that word. It's productivity is the word you're looking for. Pro- women's duck- performances were different. Productivity. So women's performances <laughs> increased by 1.76%. With every 1.8 degree increase in temperature, women not only performed better, lot. but submitted more answers when the temperatures were warmer. So they basically, basically took like a math and verbal quiz. <laughs> so uh, what they also found out was that men performances decreased in warmer temperatures, but ultimately concluded that it was not statistically significant. So it wouldn't really matter. But still, office buildings are fucking freezing. Because more men are in the workplace than women. <laughs> See, and I'm with like I, I just I like it cold. I like it really cold. So I don't I don't understand what the problem is. No, this this article got some legs um, on my Facebook feed, and I have had multiple conversations with women that I work with in my space, but also in other spaces about when the when the outside temperature, especially here in DC, because it gets bloody hot here in dc it was hot today lordy but that the the answer is to way reduce the temperature in the office building and sort of keep it that way basically like turn your office building into a refrigerator i'm a giant fan of that oh my god but i uh, i'll put a i'll put a picture on our instagram in the summertime in the middle of summer when i'm just i live at my office especially election cycle summers i have extra socks hats sweaters like we dress I, we keep a space heater we turn our space heaters on in the summer more than the winter because it is super cold and maybe the idea that somebody should pay attention to that because they could get more work out of their female employees that would be beneficial to their bottom line don't republicans only care about their bottom line i only care about my bottom line. <laughs> so yes no i don't know i so i think so i think the biggest difference is Men don't wear sleeveless shirts. They don't wear skirts. Yeah. We talked about clothes. this before. Like they, they wear pants. They wear long sleeve shirts. They wear what's acceptable as professional dress. We had a huge thing about this. We did. And by Lucia. the way, I can see your tits today in your outfit. They're nice, aren't they? It's my <laughs> Just fucking birthday. Pointing out. Yeah. Here, we're talking about it. Then it. we should talk about it. Yep. What's wrong with my boobs? Nothing. It's just you were like, women now, we don't want to, why did you show your boobs? I don't want to see anybody's boobs in a professional situation. We are going to a meeting I together after this. Uh, not the kind of meeting that matters <laughs> for me. Because there's like, no men there. That is correct. Yeah. I'm, I dress for you today. <laughs> oh, it's I cute. thought you liked my boobs. I do. So men are always in more clothes. And so when women in the summer wear dresses that are sleeveless, they just have on less clothes in general than men. So they turn the temperature in the spaces to suit a man's wardrobe and not a woman's. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the standard Which is, is also that. sexist. That's, fi- that's fine. I'm just making a point as to why that probably happens. That's right. All. Because let's, God forbid, we make the men uncomfortable. And I usually don't have on anything sleeveless or low cut. She's got both on today. Both. No, it's not. It's sleeveless. You are so And I can dramatic. see your tits. You are so. <laughs>
Richard can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. He can't. No. Totally. Yeah. It's fine. But I think that maybe men who listen to the show who also determine the temperature of their office buildings. <laughs> Should turn the heat up. Unless turn I work for you. Up. And then fucking leave it cold. You don't work for anybody. You're the CEO. I know. I'm just making a point. Making I mean, a I point. Might at some point. Yeah. Maybe take a, take inventory of all your employees and see see what you find. We could do that. All right, Tracy, wrap us up. Oh, that was awesome. We had so much fun today. <laughs> had some tiramisu shots. Tiramisu shots. <laughs> tiramisu. Gosh, oh. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at Dame at All. Thanks, friends. See you next week. Oh.